Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome to this edition of Big Fish Small Pod for Thursday, April 21st, 2022. And if you are new to the Small Pod, he would like to give you all the information about the Marlins for that particular day all season long. And Small Pod fans, we have a first here for you on Big Fish Small Pod, our first ever guest trying something new, getting a uh, a guest here for the small pod and see how it goes. And our first guest, Mr. Kevin Barral, Fish Stripes colleague, does unfiltered, did some coverage for some of the Marlins games earlier this season. And Kevin, great to have you on, the first ever guest, ever. I'm honored, man. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Uh, so for the first thing, I just want to talk to you about right now, we're in the middle of the Cardinals series, uh, Marlins, and Marlins and Cardinals. So what have you seen so far from that series? And give us a little preview for what fans can expect tonight between Paolo and Jordan Hicks. It's been weird, man. I mean, you look you look at that first game. No offense was produced. They got hits, definitely, but they couldn't produce off of that. Luzardo was just completely off. It was a, a little bit of 2021 Jesus Luzardo. You know, a good first inning, and after that, he just he couldn't keep it up. Uh, it looked like some tipping pitches, maybe a little bit of that. I mean. Besides that, we saw Brian De La Cruz pinch home run. He, he got his nice little homer. We all know Noah's very happy about that. And then, uh, you know, then the very questionable call of removing Jazz from the game and putting Jorge Soler. That was just weird, man. It, and really, that, that puts Donnie at, je- at stake of his job, in my opinion, at least. It was just such a weird move, wow. in, my, in my opinion, at least. I don't know if you think the same thing, man. And we talked about this a lot in the group chat. Yeah, I think Donnie's kind of been on, on somewhat of a hot seat over the last uh, couple of years and just, just getting really hot, especially how he's been handling Jazz over the last couple of games. I think it started back in the Giants series, um, just how Jazz was and he was so low on the, on, the, on the lineup. And then he hits a home run and then he goes on Twitter and says, you know, uh, put me on, put me higher. And then um, he's not in for one game. I think that was a game right after the home run. He wasn't in the lineup. So right. it, it's kind of, it's just really been iffy between Donnie and Jazz and what would you have done in that situation? Because pitch hitting Torrey Soler for Jazz, I, I just I don't get that. Could have done Brian Anderson, Avi, you know, any other player. You could have just put him for Aggie, put him in DH. But what were your thoughts really, you know, after seeing that? How would you have handled that situation? Could have put John Birdie. Why not? I mean, it's either keep Jazz or put John Birdie. I don't get the point of putting Jorge Soler in there. I know he was the big boy signing, and I think Donnie, what he said is he wanted to make something happen right away, and that definitely was not the best call. Jorge Slayer's been one of the coldest hitters for the team this season. I mean, besides that one meaningless home run in the 10-3 to loss, he hasn't done much at all. So you, you have to put your hottest hitters out there, and Jazz was definitely your best hitter at the moment, alongside Jesus Sanchez. So it, it was just such a weird move, and John Birdie hasn't been all that bad this year, so he would have definitely been another good option with some speed that you could have as well. And another player we have to mention, you know, you just mentioned a shout out to Noah is, is Brian De La Cruz. He's slowly been one another hotter, a hot hitter for the Marlins. And we talked about Soler. He's kind of been almost the exact opposite in the outfield. Um, besides that, I believe that one play he had in, in the Cardinals uh, game, the first game where he committed like some just small error. But besides that, he's just been probably the hottest hitter for the Marlins. How would you have handled um, DLC and where would you put him in the lineup? Is he, is he an everyday player now? Can you put him every day, every other day? W- what's your stance on DLC? 
you have to put him at least every other day. I mean, I don't think they're going to sit down Avi Sayel or Jorge Soler or even Jesus Sanchez on that end. There's no way you could do that. I mean, that Avi Sayel signing looks a little bit worse now with the production that De La Cruz is giving. He's playing incredible. And he had a little bit of an issue in the, in the first game with a dropped catch. But anyway, besides that, in the Anaheim series, got on base three times on the three at-bats, two walks and one RBI. You sat him down, you know. And then you come to this series with um, De La Cruz, the Philly series. He gets a couple hits. He gets on base. He does what he has to do. And then the finals, now the first game of that Cardinal series, he hits a, he hits a freaking bomb. So at this point, it's you have to play him every other day. He, this guy has been putting up the numbers that you want a Visayel to put up. It, that's what how I see it. He's giving you the production of a Visayel that you want from a Visayel and Jorge Soler. Um, where would I put him in the lineup? That's a great question. I think from five down, I wouldn't mind it around that area. I don't think he's a top hitter like a Jesus Sanchez, but he's definitely that middle order to the bottom. That would also allow Jazz to move up a couple spots, which in the second game, he batted ninth. And we're, I was just looking at the lineup and, you know, having Jorge Soler, I believe, in the top of the lineup. How do you think that situation plays out? Or is that something you would do, putting Jorge Soler at, at the leadoff? Because we saw Jesus Sanchez. Um, Donnie put him at the lead, leadoff hitter, I believe, for just a couple games. Just How would yeah. you handle that leadoff position? That's Soler's job because that, that's how he was with the Braves last season. But, you know, it seemed like every after that hitter was, you know, uh, Albies, Freeman, um, Austin Riley. Just how do you put Jorge Soler and who would you put in that lineup, the top of the lineup? It's, it's weird. Jazz is definitely a candidate to get top of the lineup, I would say. Uh, I, I want to see Jorge in the top. I, I don't mind it. Um, I, I do would I would like to see him a little lower just to see where where where, um, where he's at there how he bats what, what the situation could be you know a third or fourth guy because I know Aguilar really hasn't been working at that third spot uh, so maybe you could bump him down to three uh, Aggie goes a little bit lower and you put Jazz up at number one or Miggy Rowe at number one if that's what you really want uh, I don't know man it's just been so weird I mean you know you also have to think Miami's not a hitter friendly ballpark so there wasn't a hitter friendly ballpark which is truest field. And then, you know, Houston, where you have the Crawford box, it's just an easy spot to hit a homer. He, he went off during that World Series and his tenure with the Braves, which resulted in him earning the World Series MVP. And that was Jesus Sanchez's first ever start at, um, you know, in the lineup as the number one hitter, the leadoff guy, first ever in the major league. So a little bit weird that Donnie did it. I guess he wanted to maybe recreate, see what he could do there. Maybe recreate what Soler did in Atlanta with Jesus. Maybe, I don't know, but... Definitely interesting. I would like to see him a little bit lower just to see how Soler reacts to that. And if he if he's doing it well, don't change what's already been working. That's why they said with Jazz and I'll say with Soler. So before we go, Kevin, I wanted to ask you about the, the matchup between Meyer and Ryder Acuna that happened down in AAA. Just what are your quick thoughts on that? And how do you think Meyer um, played against probably the top hitter in baseball? Meyer didn't have his best stuff, but I mean, still have seven Ks. That's pretty damn good. Uh, the first time it was a pop fly. I know that's a center field. The second time it almost, it looked like a home run from the right away. I thought it was Homer, but then I noticed it hit that wall. So I was like, thank God, because if, <laughs> if it was Homer, we wouldn't, we would not hear the end of that. I, I'll just say that right now. And I think the third time was another pop fly or, or, or grounder. I didn't watch the third at bat, but I know the first two is what I saw. I mean, hey, if that's what we're going to see, Max Meyer controlled him pretty well. I mean, that's, you know, the only thing he got was a double off of him. So... I'm, ha I'm proud of Max Meyer. He, he got to face probably one of the best major leaguers out there, maybe a top five player in the MLB, went healthy and playing at his best, and Ronald Acuna. 
it was a fun little matchup. We got to see one of the young guys, one of the young stars of the Marlins uh, minor league system going up against probably one of the best players in the league. So it was a cool little moment there, I would say. And, and for your Marlins, next up for Miami is tonight at 6.40 p.m. where the Marlins will face the St. Louis Cardinals in the final game of that series, Jordan Hicks and Paulo Lopez. Um, I will be having the coverage for that on Fist Stripes. But before you go, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to every you get the small pod. And remember this, always go fish. And Kevin, I want to thank you again for being the first ever guest. This is going to be a uh, Jeopardy question. Who was the first ever guest on Big Fish Small Pod? And you're going to be the, you're going to be the answer. Oh, I love it. Thank you for having me, man. We got to do this again for sure.